Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. This is the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today because you're in for a real treat. Today, joining us from Atlanta, Georgia, we have Daryl Stinton. Let's give Daryl a big welcome. Welcome to the show, Daryl. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Today's going to be amazing. Uh, you're going you're gonna to move forward today. And, and my hope for today is that you would just feel better about you and worry less about life and feel more confident, more inspired, more motivated to go after the life you want. Oh, that love it, love it. See, this is why I wanted to bring you on. You're going to offer so much value today. Thank you. Thank you. So um, Daryl is the founder at uh, Second Chance Athletes. He's also the executive pastor at the Life Church International. He's also a speaker's very own TED Talk, Overcoming Rejection, um, When People Hurt You and Life Isn't Fair. So Daryl has a lot of insights to, to offer us and to teach us today. So Daryl, can you please share with us um, a little bit about the story of how you got to be where you are today and your, um, the history, how far you've come? Yeah. Um, number one, I'm going to sum it up in like one sentence for you. Uh, I survived. Right? Like, that's how I got to where I am today. Right. I, I say that because um, some people just need to know that, that you just need to hang in there one more day. Uh, one more day leads to one more week, leads to one more month, which leads to one more year. And eventually, eventually, you'll outlast whatever you're facing. You will. It's a storm and every storm has to pass, even if it's a long three-year, five-year, 10-year storm. At some point, it has to pass. And as long as you just stay standing, you're going to be all right. So I survived. Um, now, I was born and uh, raised in Jackson, Michigan. Nobody knows where that's at. Uh, it's a small town about an hour and a half west of Detroit. Um, I was a very uh, smart kid. So my mother put me in accelerated learning classes, which meant that I was one of two black students in an all white class. There was nothing wrong with that. Um, it actually uh, made me popular. They thought I was a cool big black kid. They called me goon. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was really good at math. They cheated off my test. They laughed at my jokes. I, I just thought like I was the best thing since sliced bread. And um, I, was in, I was young, I was third grade probably. And I remember thinking that since all my peers liked me and respected me that way, that the whole world must feel this way about Daryl. Like, so I had a big ego, big head. Um, literally, <laughs> literally had a big head too. Um, and so one day I'm walking down the hallway and I see these group of black students circled together 
laughing hysterically. And I talk about this in my TEDx talk, Overcoming Rejection, which I know you've watched. And I'm like, man, I'm about to go over and get in on the joke. So I walk over, I'm like, yo, what's so funny? And they turn towards me and they're like, you, white boy. And I'm like, white boy. And when they all started laughing, I was like, oh, I get it. There's a joke going on around the school that I'm the black kid that talks and acts white. And that was the first time in my life where I felt like who I was wasn't enough to be liked or loved by others. First time I felt the big word that we all hate, rejection. I've discovered in coaching athletes and entrepreneurs that we're stuck at some point of rejection in our life. Uh, for some of us, it may be a moment like mine, a relationship, a girlfriend that left, a group of people who didn't include you in the invitation to the birthday or the party or the whatever, the social event. And you felt this thing of rejection. And just like me in the third grade, you'd ask yourself the question, what's so wrong with me that other people don't like or love me? For others, it may just be circumstantial, right? Like, uh, um, another area of rejection that I share a lot about is when <clears throat> I went to play division one football and had a career ending injury, um, that was unexpected and had to have emergency back surgery. That was just life circumstances. There was not a person to blame. Life was just being unfair. And, but it's the same feeling, uh, circumstances that reject us make us feel like we don't deserve success, happiness, joy, fulfillment, fill in the blank. It hurts, it stings, it makes us feel like we're not good enough. It causes us to question our worth and our value, okay? But here's what I believe. I believe that rejection is actually our friend and not our enemy. That we can look at these moments, process them, analyze them, and find treasure that's buried beneath the pain, okay? Uh, in ministry, uh, you might hear this term a lot. It says that your misery will become your ministry. What do you think about that statement? Neil? I love that. And, you know, sometimes you don't see that right, right when you're facing it. But it is so true. If you can keep that in the forefront of your thoughts, you know, it makes total sense. I love that. It's like, you know, personally, I've been through some things too. And if, you know, and you say, why me? Why me? And then you get to that point where it's like, if I hadn't gone through all those tribulations and I hadn't gone through those tough times, I wouldn't be as, you know, as grounded as I am, right? I wouldn't be able to help other people. There's so many, there's so much value sometimes to that as well. But yeah. when you're in the moment, you don't see it always right. that, that way, exactly. right? Exactly. You got it. Um, and, and from a faith perspective, it's not that God likes these things to happen. It's just that he's so sweet and so awesome that he knows how to redeem those things that happen to us. Right. So he can take a pandemic and create elevation in our life, create wholeness in our families. So um, what I want everyone to do is to go back to their most painful moment of rejection um and process it to see what is this situation showing me about me that i can use to create streams of revenue 
okay? What is this situation showing me about me or about others that I can use to live more mentally healthy, okay? And I give in my TEDx talk too, there's, there's multiple ways to view rejection. It's a, it's a process. My rejection to success guide that I can give to your audience for completely free uh, would help with that. It walks you through the process, but it's through those two lenses of either rejection is projection, which is a psychological projection of someone else's own inward brokenness, failures, insecurities, their nastiness getting projected onto you, <laughs> or it's protection, meaning that you got kicked out of that job because there was something better for you, right? Or it was just a different season. And it's important to know that too, because sometimes one of the things that keeps people stuck in moving past rejection is that they feel like um, it has to be something better. And sometimes better doesn't always mean like last season was a nine and this is a 10. Sometimes better just means I was using a Phillips screwdriver and now I need a flathead screwdriver. Does that, does that make sense? So um, for me, uh, I obviously being a professional athlete would have been amazing, right? So I'm not gonna pretend like everything I'm doing is like a 10 now. And that was a nine. Cause I could, I could have done a lot then as a professional athlete, but it wasn't my season. It was my season to share my story, to speak. And I'm making the maximum impact now in this area, because this is the season that I'm in. Do not try to plant seeds in the middle of snowy winter. <laughs> and it's so true what you're saying. God is very wise and very, very smart and whether or not you see the opportunity in front of you yeah, yeah. it's it's there like everything happens for a reason yeah, your path yeah. i feel is already planned out and this sounds like this is where you were meant to be right yeah oh yeah oh absolutely um it wasn't fun getting here <laughs> <laughs> um but going back to the beginning of this episode uh, i survived and so we just got and, and here's what i discovered is this um going through this rejection and processing and analyzing, um, I found that it's better to do it with a coach or a friend or somebody who knows how to navigate the dark night of the soul. Because if you're not careful, solely doing it on yourself can create re-traumatization, re right? And the point isn't to re-traumatize you or get you to relive your pain. The point is to get you to redeem your pain. <laughs> right. Mm. In your experience though, when you when people do try to do it on their own, don't you find that you see perhaps people rejecting themselves? Like it does the rejection doesn't have to come from an outward yeah. source either, yeah. right? Absolutely. Um I, I still think that when we really dig deep that it usually does come from an outside source, but we've just internalized it. Right. And that's what the process of turning mm -hmm. rejection to success and the guide helps you do is how do I take this thing that I've now internalized, process it the right way, detach it from my identity, my worth, my value, and figure out how to actually see myself through a healthy, whole, 
light, an accurate light. <laughs> not just, this is not optimism. You got to understand just because somebody said you weren't smart enough doesn't mean you weren't smart enough. Just because somebody didn't invite you out to the party doesn't mean that you weren't worthy of friendship and love. Just because some husband left you and went and to be with another woman doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. That's what projection is. It means something's, I heard it said it this way. Here's a good way to view projection. Um, I can't remember who I heard say this. Um, so I'm going to steal it. Quote me. <laughs> no, that's not my original quote. Someone said, I never met a man who beat his wife that loved himself. Wow, that's really powerful. It is. And it's so true. It is. It is. Wow. Uh, more simply stated, hurt people hurt people. So, um, and this doesn't alleviate us from all responsibility to guilt. That's not the point. The point is that if I have been rejected, uh, talked down about, if I've been excluded, if I've been abandoned, if I've been left by the side of the road, if I've been abused, um, rather than internalizing that to question my, my worth, my value, my self-esteem, I need to recognize that someone that was hurting took it out on me. And that I actually am valuable, worthy, excellent. Okay. So for me, let me tell you how you can take this and, and turn it into streams of revenue. Okay. So here's the thing. These kids laughed at me and you can watch the TEDx talk to kind of hear more of the story. But essentially I ended up changing everything about myself to fit in with this black community. Changed the way that I talked, the way that I walked, the way that I laughed, the way that I dressed, the music I listened to. I changed the, this lifestyle that I had. I started selling drugs, skipping school, stopped studying. I got rid of all my white friends. And you know what? It worked. They accepted me. They loved me. I got street cred. <laughs> I went from being silly goon to street goon. But you felt empty, did you not? Some called me kingpin. I, I, I did not feel empty. I didn't. Did I felt alive. I felt like I was the man. I had succeeded in winning the affection of the African American community. And I had a lot more money because I was selling drugs. So I, I mean, I was the man. But deep, 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 deep down, I knew that it wasn't me who they accepted. It was who I was pretending to be. Oh, wow. The problem is that I had pretended for so long that I convinced myself that that was my true identity. That's why my next book is going to be about eliminating the term street cred, because there's a bunch of people who are trying to build street credibility. And it's, and I believe that in the kingdom, that in, in a world of life full of love, happiness, and joy, Street credit is the dumbest thing ever. It's bad credit, not good credit. <laughs> they should teach that in schools for sure. Like oh, school, I mean, everywhere, 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 right? So don't even get me started. I got to finish this next, uh, my, my, my book, uh, Who Am I After Sports is coming out in September. So let me get that one out, run with that for a little <laughs> bit. And, but I've already started writing the other one. It's called Street Lies, 21 Lies That the Street has Taught Me. So anyways, um, street cred being one of those lies. Uh, so um fast forward right and um i have this amazing life transforming experience in the psychiatric unit and i start to have hope in myself and believe that there's purpose for me beyond sports okay and then i started to do what i help others do 
to process the moments of pain to produce success. So I started going back, who am I? I got to find my identity. It's not in sports. It's not in this street credibility. It's not in this drug dealer. It's not in who everyone thinks that I am. It's somewhere buried beneath that rejection. You know where I went back to? Third grade. What was that rejection? It told me that because I was a black guy that talked and act quote unquote white, right? I prefer to say proper, <laughs> um, that, that that was actually those students projecting their insecurities onto me. They didn't know how to be their unique selves. They, they were so insecure that they were afraid to do anything outside of what their peers thought was acceptable. Mm. Right. So they wouldn't listen to uh, country music <laughs> because they would get made fun of, even if they liked it. So because they were bound by insecurity, they projected that onto me and it bound me. Makes so much sense. Okay. So now that I know that, hey, uh-oh, uh-oh, this doesn't mean that something was wrong with me. It's actually that they projected onto me. So that means the opposite is true. Something's right with me. I'm going to freaking run. I'm happy about this because you don't understand. It was this pain that caused me to change my life, almost ruined my future, ended up leading me to multiple suicide attempts you know they i am labeled clinically depressed but i think part of that clinical depression probably my chemical imbalance probably started in the third grade from that moment of rejection so i'm not trying to uh uh get rid of like the physical part of this but i'm saying the mental the spiritual part of this is 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 so vital and so like i'm passionate about this because i almost ended my life because of some stupid stuff some kids said to me in third grade so the opposite is true there's actually something right with me. And you know what? It's the very thing that they were rejecting me for. I was like, you know what? Because here's what we try to tell ourselves, right? Well, I should just change or, or, you know, I need to, like, I changed everything about myself or there is something wrong with me. They're right. I do talk to you proper or maybe I should be more like this. And I was like, you know what? No, 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 no. I should be exactly the way that I was. And it's this ability to be a black guy that talks and acts white that makes me a versatile speaker. I can talk to executives and coach them on business and entrepreneurship and leadership. And then I can talk to people in the streets. I do it. I have an addiction recovery ministry here in my church. People who have records and background, like, like people who just like literally there's a, there's a guy that came last week. He was, he's homeless and he just came into our meeting and, and me and him connected. And I can do that because I am still, ah, I am still the black kid that talks and acts white. So the very thing that made them reject me has helped me to produce a stream of revenue in my life, right? And I can go on through some other painful experience and tell you how I took that and go, you know what? How do I monetize this? How do I, because here's what I believe. At the point of your most painful moment of rejection, it's usually your most uh, unique self, Okay. Um, I'll, I'll give you another example that I didn't share on TEDx talk, right? So this is exclusive content for your listeners. Um, there was a time where I was rolling dice. Are you familiar with what that is? Somewhat. <laughs> okay. So I'll explain it. Cause I know everybody wasn't like raised in the streets, right? So rolling dice is you take two dice and it's like playing craps at the casino. Uh, but inside someone's house with basement with usually a bunch of drug money and it's really intense and like, it's basically like the, the, the bootleg version of crafts in people's basement. Okay. So you roll dice and you take people's money and you make side bets. Okay. So that's the environment. And if you're in the environment, especially when the, the, the money's higher, like the buy-in's like at least, you know, a hundred, 500, a thousand, 
um, it's like invitation only. You got to be like cool guy, street cred to get in. So I remember my first one I got invited to. I'm like, I'm in. I'm at the, like, I went from like my cousin's dice rolling party to now I'm like shooting craps at the person who has like street cred. Like he's got guns at the door. Like I'm in. Like they don't even know that I don't, that I'm faking it. So I'm in, right? And we get going and I'm doing good. Like I'm taking money. I'm doing side bets. Like I've learned how to fake it and live in this environment. I'm doing all this stuff, like cussing, swearing, smoking, winning money, right? And then I start having so much fun that I stop, I, I let my guard down and I started to show more of my true identity. So I am a really goofy person, if you can't tell. So I got to really, like, if you ever hear me really laugh, I got a really goofy laugh, right? <laughs> and so it sounds like like a like a like a like a girl squealing or something. Like and I'm a big black guy, like I'm six foot five, and so to to see me laugh like that is embarrassing, right? Um, and so we had got going, joking, laughing, all this stuff, and rather than me being like ha ha ha, like tough guy, I like let it slip, and I was like, <laughs> and they clowned me. What's that? You're lame. Can I tell you? It took me 10 years before I laughed like that again. It's incredible. The, yeah, the let power we let others have over us. You let know? me tell you something really exciting, though. Let me, let me close the gap. 10 years, right? And then, now, this is fresh off the plate, so this one might make me cry a little bit. So I started to own this goofy side of me, right? I'm like, I don't care if people don't think I'm tough because I got a goofy laugh. Fight me. <laughs> Bet you think I'm tough then, right? So anyways, um, I'm like, I'll be goofy. I'm just going to be goofy me, right? Serious me and goofy me. Um, somebody heard me laugh like this. You know what they said? Dude, I love your joy. I love your personality you need to launch your own podcast. I want to help you do it. So now my coach who's launching, helping me launch my podcast is coming out September 14th, 2020. Uh, her podcast is top six in six countries, top 20 in the US. She's helping me because of my laugh. Wow, isn't that beautiful? stream of revenue hmm. area of service do you, do you see how this translates because to me and and this is the competitive street angry side of me here's what i wholeheartedly believe that if you are going to go through anxiety and freak out and your body break down and you're shaking uncontrollably that you got to go hide in the bathroom. If you're going to be so depressed that you're cutting yourself and writing suicide letters and, 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 uh, uh, um, calling people, making passive aggressive threats about taking your life and trying to swallow pills. If you're going to be so depressed and anxious and struggle with all this pain, I believe that you need to get something from that pain that, that just to survive it. Yes. 
please survive it, hang in there. But I'm not content with just helping you to survive your pain. I am passionate, called to, committed to, gifted at, and expert at helping people take their pain, shed that story, analyze it, and turn it into success, areas of service, areas of impact, because I just believe that rejection was designed to produce success. I, I'm so, speechless. I don't, I love that. I, wow. That's so important. So important because it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm still taking in what you said because I'm learning so much from you today. And it's so powerful because when you do suffer from, from those things, you feel so, your emotions are so much more than your thoughts, right? Sometimes you can't think clearly. Mm-hmm. When you can no. survive that, it's so important mm-hmm. to take that to the next level. Like you're saying, to just figure out what you can take from that that's positive and mm-hmm. use that for the rest of your life. You know, I think that's it's amazing. And, just all the examples that you're giving me, you're making me cry when you're telling me about about the fact that you didn't laugh for 10, for 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> I laughed. But, but not, not like that, that way. Yes. Not like that. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. so, you know, it's so tough because people do really change who we are or who we, not, not deep, like you were saying, when you go really, really deep, not who we are there, our genuine selves, but we all we all are guilty of trying to change who we are to be accepted right absolutely because so, it, it, it is a need that we have yes right and um what the our adversary likes to do is take a legitimate need and pervert it mm. okay so now i have a legitimate need to be sexually fulfilled and rather than doing it with my spouse i do it with a bunch of other people Mm-hmm. Right. I have a legitimate need to feel accepted and rather than have healthy relationships with myself and others, I get acceptance through materials, through fictitious relationships, through, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't say worldly success, but through uh, temporary uh, success, money, mm-hmm. uh, accolades, that type of thing that doesn't really satisfy the deep part of me. It just temporary fixes me. It's just putting a quick bandaid on it and not really, you know, treating the dose of adrenaline rush. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So for me too, like I'm a very, like I try to see all sides too. And all the things that you're teaching, uh, teaching us today and, you know, that you've experienced through your personal stories. It, the only thing that I, you know, I try to see the other side. So all those people that are not happy with themselves that are projecting all their pain on you, how do we help them? Like, I That's know you're really giving us, yeah, like you're giving us all the tools, which is, I think, going to be life-changing for a lot of the listeners here, because a lot of us are struggling with yeah. with our identity, right? But what happens to those, like how, what can we do to, on the other end, where we can help those people before it gets to that situation? Um, it is extreme. This is the starting place mm, mm-hmm. because, uh, you have to learn how to love you before you can ever really truly love others. Well, okay. Because this is a two way street. 
wherever your insecurities are, you tend to project that onto other people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't think you're good enough, you'll think other people won't think you're good enough. Um, and so we have to start with you. It's like put your put your uh, air mask on first, so you survive the yes. plane crash, right? Mm-hmm. And then help others. So, um, but the key is when I'm at a place, the more whole I am, the better I love others. Because I think the key to help those who are struggling with insecurities and pain is to love, love with action, love with words. Um, and so I am a big component of love people the most when they deserve it the least. Mm. I love that. See, and that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast and why it's called Giving Starts With You. Um, Growing up, I um, was never really told, um, you know, you need to take care of yourself. It was always do this for other people and which is great. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's what I teach. You know, part of that is what I teach in my family and not for any other reason, but they didn't know different. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it was all about other people. And I think that really robbed me because I didn't feel accepted. I didn't feel like I really belonged anywhere until I started giving to myself. Right. So fast forward years later, and this is why this is the main reason for my podcast is because I do feel that you help one person, you help like a village of people. So you help that one mother who's struggling and really you're helping the family, you're helping the community, you're helping everybody. And we don't always you know, sometimes we can look at giving to ourselves as being selfish, or we don't want people to think we're better than them. But it's so the opposite of that. You know, and I think more and more people are educating themselves that it is a good thing to to take care of yourself first, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You can't give what you don't have. Exactly. But a lot of I think, yeah, I think more and more people are realizing that. But I think it's still Mm -hmm. it's still something that needs to be um, spoken about more often because you have to start there. It's like you said, it's the starting point, right? It is because we've confused pride with self-love. It's yes. Not the same thing. You can have self-love and not be prideful. It's not prideful to love you, like you, like that's called great mental health. <laughs> and so um, I think there, there's this narrative out there that's just like, oh, you know, don't brag about yourself. Don't congratulate yourself. Don't talk about yourself because it's just arrogance and it's pride and it's like no it's accuracy and what i've learned is that people who talk like that have a huge um version of false humility Mm. right let me tell you false humility false humility uh, okay because i'm gonna tell you i used to be so guilty of this all right here's false humility I don't want to seem ar- so I do a good job speaking. I don't want to seem arrogant. So when somebody gives me a compliment, I say, "Oh well, you know, it, you know, just try it. And it, thank you. So many other people. Blah 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 blah. Like I just start down talking what I know to be true, right? Mm. Like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be like Kobe. Well, I can't use Kobe anymore. Dang man, rest in peace, Kobe. I love Kobe. Um, it'd be like Michael Jordan scoring fifty points, and somebody like, man, you had a great game today. And he'd be like. It wasn't that great of a game. It's like, dude, come on. You scored 50 points, man. Mm-hmm. False humility. Can't even just say, now, Now you don't have to get into arrogance and be like, yeah, I know I'm the best and I'm this. I'm not. No, no. But be genuine about it. Humility is mm-hmm. not thinking less of you. 
it's thinking more of others. Hmm. And, and that's, I know a lot of people who make like, like even in, in some spirit realms, there's like marketing is a bad thing. Cause it's like, you're talking about you and you can't talk about social proof. And I'm like, why, you know? And I used to struggle with that. So I used to just like literally have a, a, a version of false humility um, where it was very toxic um, because, because instead of just saying thank you um, and owning my gift and my story, I just said, oh, well, I didn't do that good job. I just down talk what I have achieved. Um, and the effort to be hum- to be humble. And then now I'm struggling with insecurity. Exactly. <laughs> so now I'm like really, like really beating myself up about the fact that I did a good job. Whoa, you know, like just look at how that is. So I would just say, man, don't, don't fall into that trap of false humility. Know that there's a difference between self-love and being prideful and arrogant. You can love yourself and not be prideful and arrogant. Uh, and that the more you love yourself, the more you can love others, the better you can love others, the more you can forgive others, right? You're not, you're not loving yourself because you're perfect, right? I'm not perfect, right? Like I, I have bad days when I'm short with my children, short with my wife. I've got days where I haven't been productive. I've got days where I, I, I literally just went on my Instagram yesterday, um, and and talked about how I had two bouts with depression, right? And I had to battle through two two bouts in one day with depression. And I shouldn't have no reason to be depressed, right? Got a beautiful family, a great marriage, a great church, a great career, clients that are successful. So there's like no reason for me to be depressed, but I was. Mm-hmm. And I had to get through that twice. And so loving myself isn't like neglecting the fact that I have weaknesses, failures. It's just recognizing that in spite of my weaknesses, failures, shortcomings, I am still going to love me. I'm going to love good me, productive me, and unproductive me and lazy me, right? All of me. You have to be fully known in order to be fully loved. Mm -hmm. And you have to forgive yourself for those moments that you're not productive and so accepting because if you're not going to do that, who's going to do that? We're so more, I find that we're so much more judgmental of ourselves than we would ever admit to be with anybody else. Because of this false humility thing, because we value other people more than we value ourselves, right? That's why um, there's a lot of people that are behind the camera who should be in front of the camera. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) there is because oh man you're great you're awesome you're amazing you're you're you deserve to be up front but oh not me i'm not gifted enough i'm not valuable now listen if you just don't like it that's fine Mm -hmm. but if you don't like it because you're insecure that's different yes and that's the only way to grow is putting yourself out there right stop avoiding And telling yourself a different story. You can't change the behavior without changing the mindset or else you'll struggle with imposter syndrome. And that's where we think. We try to do behavioral modification rather than internal transformation, right? So for instance, we try to lose weight. We know we need to lose weight. So we try to go work out, but we never really change our mindset to think that we're a person of health and wellness. And so it doesn't work. Yeah, got to have those dream boards. You got to look ahead, right? Have a same goal. thing with finances, same thing with speaking, same thing with everything. There's three things that every person needs to master 
to produce success in any area of their life. You want to know what it is? Yes, absolutely. All right, you have to tune into the next episode. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Love that. I was. There's the laugh. Did you hear the laugh? There's the laugh that I hit for 10 years. Love that laugh. Keep doing it. Keep being you, dude. Keep being you. You know, living for others, it's just not, it's not worth it. Life is so short. You know, oh my God. Like, I just, you know, people say that like it doesn't mean anything. But when you really think about it, how short, how really, really short it is, don't waste your time. You know, like just have fun with it. Life is, is amazing and be grateful and and love yourself and love other yeah. people and just, you know, teach others what you've learned through your pain. You know, I love that. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just kidding. Here's the three years. You ready? Yes. Your mindset, your skill set, your network. It's yes. that simple. Okay. You take any goal you have, any desire you have, and you learn to master the mindset, the skill set, the network, you'll succeed. 100% chance. Okay. And I'm not, don't, okay. Like if you have one leg and you want to win the hundred meter dash as an Olympian, come on, you know what I'm saying? Don't be unrealistic from that sense, but also don't limit uh, the level of your dreams to the level of your insecurity. Yes. Just dream and be like, man, I would really want to do that. You might not know how, but I'll tell you where to start. You ready? Your mindset, Mm -hmm. your skill set your network. In all of the three, we underutilize. Mindset, we don't cultivate our subconscious mind enough. Skill set, we typically undervalue the skills we have, or we just don't improve the skills we have. Um, Or we try to become all things to all people. Skill set doesn't mean I need to be a master of all, because that's not possible. If you try to be a master of all, you'll end up being a master of none. A Mm -hmm. jack of all trades is basically a master of none. Um, you grow your strengths, you guard your weaknesses. Okay. I could do a whole keynote on this. And then the third one is your network, which I believe other than mindset is probably the most underutilized. Okay. Because uh, you, you want to make your next, I don't know, thousand dollars, open up your phone and just scroll, just scroll through your phone from A to Z and see, huh, is there anybody I could help? <laughs> your network and don't even get on social media and see some of those friends that are following that you forgot about or that you just never engaged with right because you wanted a following but you didn't want to be social <laughs> so mindset skill set network it's that simple it really is it comes back to that and sometimes network isn't always um uh and i don't have a problem selling because i believe selling at its highest form is serving okay um, it's not manipulating. It's not giving people things they don't want. It's helping them to achieve what they want. And then there's an exchange of money for that. There's no problem with that. But sometimes we just have to humble ourselves and ask as well. Ask, hey, here's what I'm trying to do. Do you know anybody that can help me? Mm-hmm. Even so- if you don't know how to start, you have to be willing to open up the conversation. You know? Yes. Now, I think most people, and this is like the, the hill that I'll die on. Okay? Mm-hmm. I think that most people think that they're confused when they're really scared. Yes, I agree mm-hmm. with that. I totally agree with that. I think because I, I, people who are scared say, I just don't know what to do. 
I don't know how to do it. I don't know what's next. I don't know this. But then it right? stops and, there. And, and and if they can see the video, both of my hands are raised because that used to be me, right? I don't know where this is going. I don't know what to do. I don't know. If you go to my Instagram right now, I might change this, but it says Daryl Stinson, the yes man, because when I was at the psychiatric unit, I said yes to my future, yes to my life. So I just, I really help people to find their next yes, right? And so I think let's get everything that you have to do for your future out of the way and just think of what's the one thing that I need to say yes to right now. That's it. My next yes. Even if it's just the possibility of change, right? Well, some people, their yes was listen to the podcast. Now they're listening. Some people, the next yes is going to be to do the uh, rejection to success guide. Mm-hmm. For some people, the next yes is going to be, hey, let me literally reach out to Nelia. Let me literally reach out to Daryl. For others, the next yes is going to be like, hey, it's time for me to make a financial investment in myself. I've never valued myself enough to financially invest in me. I'll give to charity. I'll give to others but not me, but that's my next yes. Well, where's it gonna go? What's the brand gonna be? What's the business gonna be? I don't know, I just need to say yes. That was me a year ago. Yes. You know, and just you do yes it. And what happened? Just do it in perfect action and, you know, started a bunch of new projects and it's, it's changed my life. I've been able to help Thank so you. many people. And well, what did it feel like, Nelia? You know, it, it felt like? like, I was angry because I didn't do it earlier. You know, we did our first mission trip to Guatemala. We created a project there, a music program, my family and I. And I'm like, I've always wanted to do that. Why did it take me so long? And I just, I can't wait to go back. And so now I'm opening, you know, I've started like some collaborations and some, you know, joint ventures with people down there. And it's just, now I want to do that full time, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, I love myself more. I understand the world a little better. There's things that I want to change. I feel like I can help people more. I feel like my family has become deepened in gratitude and just so many different areas have been improved. And I was not ready, but inside I was ready. I didn't know how I was gonna do it, but I just led with my heart and everything else followed, right? Mm. And I mean, you can learn the skill set, like you're saying, you can learn those things. Right. You can, you can. And so here's our action item. What's your next yes? Mm. First of all, congratulate yourself for listening. If you made it to this point <laughs> and you didn't tune off because you got bored listening to me laugh, um, here's how you bring this thing home. Here's how you change your life forever. You say yes to the thing that you need to say yes to. And you figure it out later. So congratulate yourself. You said yes to the podcast. Now what's your next yes? Is it the rejection to success guide? Oh, by the way, not only is it completely free, there's no funnel attached to it. And if you're what, so what? Who cares? I love that. If you want a funnel, go to my Second Chance Athletes page, download my Life After Sports Guide. You're going to get like five autoresponders. But you download this rejection of success guy, you're just going to get the PDF. <laughs> you're not going to hear from me. I don't blog there. I don't, I, 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 that is just literally for people who want to take it to the next level. Now, I do think you need a coach, but, but don't worry about what you need after you say the next yes. Maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that rejection of success guy will give you enough clarity. Right. Yeah. And so uh, maybe that's your next yes. Maybe you need to reach out to Nelia or myself and just say, hey, 
here's what I want to do, or here's where I'm struggling. Can you help me? Or do you know someone else that can help me? Mm -hmm. Take that first step. Take that first step, please. But please, for the love of almighty God, do not keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. Yes. And don't let other people dictate how you're going to live your life just by wanting to be accepted. Yes. yes. Do not go. My, my mental health coach, well, I have many, but one of, one of my uh, mental health coaches, her name is Stacy. She has this concept she taught me called the A circle. Who's in your A circle? Who's in your decision-making circle? And typically people who struggle with anxiety and depression, like Daryl, like Nelia, uh, typically they've got too many people in their A circle and they're the smallest voice. Mm. Everybody else in their life is calling, making the decisions for them, whether that's people who are actively in their life or voices that they, from the past that are still influencing their future is all up in the A circle. Kick them out the A circle, put your voice up there. <laughs> you know, if you got a God, higher power, put his voice up there, kick everybody else out. If you got a spouse, <laughs> they, they can, you can throw them in there too. But the point is, you know what you need to do. You know the yes you need to say. But please do not log off, say this was inspirational, I needed to hear this, and then do not take action. Because I am not here to get 17 more followers on Twitter, 17 more followers on Instagram, 21 more friend requests to Facebook. I'm already at my limit, so please don't send me the Facebook request. Because I hate deleting people just to add people, but I do it all the time because it's funny to me. Um, I'm not here for that. I hope that this was inspiring. I'm here because I believe in you. Because I know that there's a bunch of old Nilias and Daryls listening to this podcast right now who are waiting for their life to change. And now is your opportunity. Thank you so much, Daryl. Not only was it inspiring, but so powerful. Thank you so much. You know, congratulations also on your upcoming podcast. What's it going to be called? Right. Okay. Okay. Full transparency. Mm. I, the name that I picked is I actually want to change it. Okay. But my coach is like, your podcast needs to be called When I Said Yes. Oh, wow. Um, That's so, so powerful. I, and basically, I would be interviewing people about the yes moments that changed their life. I wanted to do what my uh, membership program's called, which is Legacy League, and just talk about building a legacy that lasts beyond you. Uh, but Oh, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for you. You're going to do fabulous. I'm going to be a listener. Absolutely. Come on, man. Come on, September 14th. It's going all over. Yeah. So either way, whether it's that or Lexi Lee, um, I think it is going to be what she says because she's smarter than I. Mm. (laughs) We got to give props to the coaches, right? You got got to. You got to listen to your coaches. What? Really? You know, banner, you know? So anyways, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And then the book will be out uh, later that month as well. So that's great. So yeah. yeah. So where can, uh, so do you want to just let us know where we can find you again? And then I'll put some links in. Yes. I say. Download the Rejection and Success Guide. Um, it's on my website, uh, so DarylStinson.com. Um, connect with me on social, Stinson Speaks, S-T-I-N-S-O-N, Speaks, plural. And, uh, dude, if, if there's anything I can do to help you, just shoot me an email. Like, people say, stop doing this, Daryl. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. Because here's what, here's what I know. Most people don't take action anyways. And if it did, and I had way too many people blowing my inbox, that's a good problem to have. I'd rather have too many people asking for help 
and not enough people changing their lives. Yes. So my email is Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L-L, at secondchanceathletes.com. Neely, you can put it in the show notes. I don't care. You can advertise it. <laughs> if there's anything I can do to help you, please reach out to me. If I can't help you personally, I'll direct you to somebody I think can, or I'll just pray for you and wish you good luck. Thank you for, you know, just being the human that you are. Like, I can see it in your in your face. You really, really believe what you're doing and for good reason. And you've come so far. And if we could just help 10 percent, you know, even just 10 percent of yeah. people to reach, yeah. reach, where you know, the success yeah. that you've had in, in your own acceptance of who you are and not change who you are for other people, that will change the world, even just that 10 percent. So thank you so, so much for enlightening us and for sharing your story. I'm sure it wasn't easy along the way. I'm sure you've had many, many moments where, you know, you've had some roadblocks and, but you did it, you know, one step at a time. And yeah, I'm definitely going to check in your check with your guide. And I invite everybody to do that as well and reach out to you. So yeah, I just, I'm so excited that you came on. Thank you for taking the time out today to come in and help uh, some of my audience members. And, and I think no that pleasure. without a doubt, you know, people will, uh, people that have been listening will definitely take that first step. I hope that they do. I know that they will, because if you don't believe in yourself, guess who believes in, in you, yeah. Nelia and Daryl. Oh, so, 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 so true. <laughs> in you. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank for you, Daryl. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.